Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 132, Seven Steps to an Easy Big Picture Plan for Second Grade Teachers. So today we are going to talk about planning. And if you are just starting off summer and you're relaxing and or maybe you've taken me by the pool or out to the beach or something like that, then just keep doing that. Keep doing that. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself first before you even think about what you're going to do for next year. This episode will be available for you when you are ready, when you are ready to start thinking about it. Because I know for me, I needed the summer. Even though I didn't want to give all of my time in the summer, I still needed a little bit of time to get everything planned and to really do some big picture thinking. And this was the time that I could actually think. So this was an important time for me. If you're the same way, then hopefully this will help. And if you are sticking to your guns and you're not going to focus on school until school starts, then good for you. Go listen to episode 131 where I talk about some ways to fully disconnect. But for now, I'm going to talk about some big picture planning. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so we're going to talk about big picture thinking and the ability to really grasp some some abstract concepts and ideas and possibilities and really think about how we're going to plan out you know the year and what we need to do so it's this is more this episode is really more about giving you some some steps seven steps to thinking about being you know a big not thinking about but being like doing some big thinking some big think picture thinking and I'm like making a mess of that some big picture thinking so that you can really figure out what you need to cover in whatever specific subject you are focusing on and that might be all of them if you're teaching second grade or it might be you know, where, what you're going to do when you're talking about your reading instruction or maybe your STEM instruction or, you know, whatever specific subject you're going to think about because we've got so many when we are teaching, when we're teaching elementary school, usually we don't, we aren't like, we don't have just one or two subjects that we're focusing on. It's usually all of them, which can be overwhelming. And if you find yourself in that situation, I want to tell you right up front, even though I'm going to talk to you about big picture planning and thinking in this episode and maybe try to help you to do to do to be able to do that, I'm going to give you some some steps, some strategies. I do have available big picture thinking plans. I have the whole entire ELA like reading workshop type of thing all planned out for the year across the year with reading units of study and they work together and to have those in my shop reading across the year for second grade you can find them I'll link to them in the show notes I also have the whole year of STEM for second grade and I have science 
with like with reading and a little bit of science experiments all across the year as well. So I'll link to all of those if you need some help and you're like, forget it. I'm just going to stay out here by the pool and I'm not going to think about this big picture planning. I, I am going to let me do it for you. Let me do it for you. I'm happy to do it for you so that you can get some of your time back. I think I told you last week in episode 131 that, you know, I spent a lot of my summer working and a lot of my time working. And I don't think that is always the answer. I think that sometimes, oh, a lot of times that can really hurt us. So I want you to keep that in mind. But if you're ready to do it on your own, then I'm going to talk to you about that today. So let's talk about, first of all, what is big picture thinking or big picture planning? And it really is the ability to grasp con- you know, abstract concepts and ideas and possibilities. Big picture thinkers emphasize the system in which he or she operates. And in this case, we're talking about school or a specific grade level. And for an example, in our purposes for today, I'm going to speak of mainly about second grade ELA or like your reading workshop. So big picture planning requires teachers to take into account the various stakeholders, such as your students, your parents, that could be your, your administrators and you know what their expectations are, even what your own are. So play along for me for, with me for a moment. When you're driving over a bridge, I might say like the Sunshine Skyway, because I live in Florida and we have a big bridge that was actually famous, but I won't tell that story right now. Um, yeah, it, it's famous, be- well, because it got knocked down when I was like in fourth grade. So it was crazy. It was terrible, actually. It was a tragedy. But it is an interesting story, and you can find out about that, I'm sure, somewhere. So let's say you're driving over the bridge, or it could be the Golden Gate Bridge, any big, large bridge. Do you look to the left and the right only? Hmm, I should hope not. You've probably trained yourself to cover both your left and your right sides, as well as look far ahead in front of you so that you're not like driving off the side or you're not driving into traffic. And on the case of the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, there is like, you know, a big thing between it. It's like two separate bridges going the opposite way. So you couldn't really go into that traffic, thank goodness, but you definitely could go off the side. You'd end up in the Gulf and that would not be, actually it would be, tragic. So if you were driving on that same bridge, if you only focused on the bumper sticker on the back of the car in front of you, you would be in a major accident. So this is essentially what big picture thinking or planning is. It's looking at the entirety of the plan. So instead of just focusing on one side of the bridge or really narrowing down on that bumper sticker, you're looking at both sides you're looking ahead of you you're thinking about where you're going and so that's essentially what big planning or big picture thinking or planning is so some people say that big picture planning is really being able to see the big picture which means seeing the whole or the ability to comprehend the context of the matter the system that is at work or another way to look at it is to think about big picture planning as the ability to envision a whole year laid out in front of you This process can be really difficult for some teachers, and some of us are better at the details of the plan and not necessarily both parts. Now, some of us can see both parts. They can see like the whole idea of what what students want to look like at the end, and then you can also really narrow it down and get really to the nitty gritty and the details. 
I know for me that I've been told multiple times by my principal in the past to take a step back or to look at the big picture, think about the grand scheme of things. And these pieces of advice, they have felt annoying at times, but they, and I often shrugged them off and kind of went along with my detail-oriented way, but I, after really thinking about it, I realized that I need to be able to focus on the big picture as well. And it's important to keep the big picture in mind or you're quickly going nowhere fast. And that is can be a problem. Now, in that case, when he was giving me that advice, he was speaking to me about looking at like the school as the big picture and how the school was functioning and then, you know, what the expectations were from the district. And I just felt irritated by that because I was very detail specific about my own grade level, second grade, second grade only, what was impacting second grade, not how it was, you know, I cared about other grade levels, but oh, it just felt like sometimes we got brushed under the rug and so yeah anyway but he is right he is right I needed to look at the big picture and I needed to understand like all the aspects so I started to plan with the big picture in mind and in the case of ELA reading I know my big picture includes my students leaving second grade being able to adequately read on grade level and my goal is never just for them to adequately it's always for them to, to read well on grade level and I want them to have the appropriate words per minute the solid comprehension that's the most important part and this also might mean that they have mastered the grade level standards and in my case I'm talking about the common course standards that's what I what what I where and I left the classroom that's what I was teaching but now in my state of Florida we have moved to the Florida best standards which have some similarities but there's also some differences as well and the thing to keep in mind when you're looking at the big picture is not to let the smaller details weigh you down and I'm not going to lie and say this is easy in fact it takes a whole lot of reminders such as asking yourself, how will this matter in two weeks, in two months, in two quarters, in two years, and so on. And today I'm going to help you sharpen your big picture thinking. So let's let's dive in. Before we begin, I want to quickly talk about why seeing the big picture is important because sometimes I feel like thinking of the big picture, we need to understand the whys. We need to kind of understand the bigger ideas behind it, or it doesn't really make sense. And we do kind of get weighed down. So I think that that's important. You might be wondering, what is the benefit of having a solid idea of the big picture? While both big picture and detail-oriented thinkers are, both are crucial, and it can be In fact, a lot of times they complement each other. So that is an important thing to keep in mind. And sure, details make up the big picture, but zooming in on the details only can be a bit messy to deal with. So if you're just dealing with the the details. By thinking big, you're less likely to fret over the details that won't matter in the long run, such as my students can't remember to push their chairs in, or my students can't seem to keep their desks neat. While these things do matter in the big picture of life, They aren't necessarily going to impede their ability to learn to read well. This is when big picture planning or thinking really helps you see how an obstacle impacts your bigger picture and how that can turn into an opportunity. However, things aren't all that simple and neither big picture thinking nor detail oriented would work in isolation. So that's something to remember too. 
And I've really found that both big picture thinking and detail thinking are important. And anyone who is prone to be in one or the other mode by default will really be limited. You'll be limiting your ability to contribute to the whole picture. And so that's, that's the reason why I started to realize that I needed to allow for both ways of thinking to come into play. I recently found this article that was, um, you took this survey to kind of figure out if you're a big picture thinker or a detail-oriented person. And, you know, I really didn't know how it was going to turn out because I feel like I have characteristics of both. And I'm going to share some of those characteristics so you can kind of determine if you are a big picture thinker or if you're a detail-oriented person. You might know right away. I, I actually didn't know right away. I felt like I needed to, well, take this quiz. I love taking quizzes <laughs> online, like those, you know, silly quizzes about if you're this kind of person or that person. I don't know. I just find those interesting for some reason. And, um, but, and I have to remind myself to stay focused. But anyway, I think that it is, you know, sometimes I do think that I, I can go in both directions. So the survey said that people who resonated with head in the clouds dreaming, pie in the sky, the 40,000 feet look from above, were more big picture people. So if you have visions of your second grader skipping off to college or into life, well prepared and happy, you might be a big picture thinker. On the other hand, if you would describe yourself more as a person who is down in the weeds, and let me ask you, what teacher isn't down in the weeds? Has your head down, you're highly organized, and so on, you may be more detailed oriented. And this might look like specifics on how you will teach one standard down to the essential questions, the assessment, the step-by-step lesson plan. So you can see that both types of people are needed in a classroom. And the good news is that it is possible to be both. I know. Isn't that crazy? You can actually be both. And we do, those detailed people, oriented people are probably thinking, well, what do you need, you know, visions of grandeur? Why do we need to imagine them skipping through life and skipping off to college and so on? Because we have to keep some of those things in mind. We have to keep those big ideas in mind because sometimes we get bogged down in the things that we feel like we have to cover in our grade level and we forget about creating lifelong learners. Or we forget that we want kids to fall in love with thinking and learning. And that's really easy to, to like look away from. And that that's going to affect them. It's going to impact them. So we do need those big thinkers. We need those big picture planners so that we can keep those things in mind. So let's talk about seven steps to an easy big picture plan for second grade. And maybe not for the whole entire every plan, but this, these are some steps and strategies that will help you with your big picture planning. It will make it easier. So step number one, you have to identify the habits that you have that limit your big picture thinking ability. You can really do this by stopping yourself from seeing perfection. If you are a perfectionist and you want everything perfect, This is something we have to work on because this really impedes our big picture planning. And I I sometimes feel like this is like ingrained into teachers and that, or we are very similar, all very similar in this way. So we can be perfectionists and this is something to work on. And maybe it's time that we stop fiddling with things to make them better 
and we may need to take a pause when we're planning for the year and break it down into like units of study so that we can find the wider opportunities. Another habit we may need to break to help us with step one is to stop sweating the small stuff. And this might mean that we let go of every little detail about our students and we focus on our main goals for their learning, the essential standards, the essential things we want for them as lifelong students. So let's remember that. We don't have to remember every single little detail. Also, when planning, it may help to work collaboratively with your team or a partner. And this helps in the ability to really stand back and think strategically. I know I had a difficult time sometimes planning with my whole entire team because it was so many people thinking and and putting their input. I do think that a smaller amount of people, and I say that because I was on a team of like 13 people. And there were years that it was 13 years that it was 11, but it was, it was like, I don't remember ever being on a smaller team than six like that. (laughs) I had huge teams. It was a lot of people putting their input in, and that is a little more difficult for me. So when people say, you know, all your teams must plan together, I don't know. I have a hard time. I don't like, I don't like like hard and fast rules like that. I feel like some people work better with a team and some people work better you know, with a smaller team or by themselves, or even if you, you do a little bit of the work together, you go off and have some separate time and then you come back. I think that's still collaborating, but we have to take into account people, different ways that people do things. Anyway, so let's move on to step two. See things from a different, like a different view and really like look at it from a different perspective. You're going to dive into the big picture questions. So Questions, asking questions really helps you connect the dots from actions or tasks to your big goal. So teaching them to read and comprehend well might be like one of your big goals. And one of the things you can ask yourself is what am I trying to achieve? When I think about the big picture, I want to think about like, what am I trying to get out of this? Where do I want them to be in the end? And you may want to also ask yourself, what is it that I am not asking myself? Mm, I know sometimes we don't even know what we're not asking ourselves, obviously, but better yet, sit with someone who challenges your thinking on the subject you're planning. Like I had a teaching partner and we had a different way of planning reading instruction. So sometimes I would go to her, <coughs> excuse me, on purpose. And I would ask her what her plan was and why she was doing it the way she was doing it so that I could see if I was missing something, excuse me. Ah, okay. So I think that that really was helpful because it made me look at the whole plan differently than I might have if I were just going to stick with my one way of of doing it. So I think that's important. Um, What else? Step number three, think big by looking up. I know that's pretty crazy, isn't it? And this has sometimes been called like chunking. It's like a chunking strategy. And in this plan for reading, like teaching reading, when I'm chunking, I might think about what second graders need to know to become third graders. Like what's the difference between second and third grade? So I might think about what they need to know to be third graders. And that's like really looking up, chunking up. But if I'm chunking down, it means I'm getting a little bit more specific with, and I'm narrowing in on maybe like different aspects of reading, like fluency or accuracy or decoding or comprehension. 
so that's just an example of like chunking up and down and really and looking up like we're looking up we're still looking at the big picture all right step number four use bulleted lists to think big and then chunk down so these big picture pillars can be like essential standards for reading and then you break them down further by quarter so maybe you have the bullets of standards or you have like one standard you have got each of the standards nine standards the tenth standard about reading you know choosing on grade level text I feel like that's easy to incorporate so I don't usually like break that one down but I break the other ones down and I put them all out so I can see them and then I start to chunk down under each standard thinking about how I was go I'm going to get them to master that standard bullet points really give you the visuals on your big picture and it's hard to connect the dots when you can't see them it's also tough to translate your big picture if you don't have it in front of you so that's something to remember Step five is start journaling or mind mapping. If you write or you draw your plan, you be can really begin to see where your big picture might be flailing. I love this new program I've been using called Millinote, and it's millinote.com. It is a web-based platform. It allows you to create on a board, and you could have like an overarching board like reading, and then a board, or even second grade, and then, you know, then you could break it down into subjects, reading and writing and science and so on. And so you might have a big board of reading and then maybe you have broken that down into big pillars of the standards. And then under each standard, you know, you have some bullet points for this, that standard and then you start to break it down further. So if you were using something like Milano, the thing that I like about it so much is that you can actually move things around. I, I love that. I think it's so cool. And it's like all right there. I am work reorganizing my my podcasting stuff, my business on that, also my personal things. I have an, I have another board for school, and so it's, it's so cool. Anyway, step number six, go back and forth with your thinking, like zone in and zone out. You may start with like the big ideas or the big pillars of standards and then narrow down and focus on the details of what you will do to get the kids to meet the standards. Then zoom back out to make sure you are covering the standards. Zoom back in to get down to the nitty gritty of essential questions and high engagement activities and the assessment and so on. So do you see how like zooming in and out actually makes sense? And finally, step number seven, schedule some thinking time. Often when I feel rushed and I feel rushed to make a decision or a plan, I end up feeling really sorry about it. And that is why I like to plan over the summer or over a long weekend. I need to make sure that I am planning from a place of rest and I'm not feeling pressured. I don't feel fatigued. I'm not trying to get dinner on the table. I actually need a little more time to make sure I have thoroughly covered what I need to cover. So now that you have a game plan for your detailed orientation versus your big picture, really start flexing your big picture thinking muscles. And like I said in the beginning, if this feels overwhelming, if you feel like, oh my goodness, no, I don't want to do this. I don't, I'm not a big picture planner. I just want to focus on details. That's okay. Cause I've done the planning for you. I've done, I do have several of my year long plans. I have the reading units across the year for second grade, as well as science across the year and STEM units for second grade across the year. So you can always grab those and save a few brain cells and it will give you more time to simply enjoy life. 
or maybe it will give you more time to like plan the little details and the nitty gritty of it. All right. Until next time, this one tire teacher is getting busy on some big picture planning for the Florida best standards. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. (laughs) 